0: Crypto punks, hash masks, beeple, if you've never heard of any of these, you probably will soon. They are blowing up in the world of NFTs, non fungible tokens. We are actually in the process of bidding on some crypto punks right now. They are basically pixel art, like low resolution icons of people and apes and zombies. They're in limited supply, only 10,000 of them exist. Uh, They were originally given away for free by the people who created the project back in 2017, and now they're selling for 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, more than $100,000 each for some of these, and they're literally just a unique digital asset, nothing tangible other than uh, being a digital representation of what they might look like. They're uh, really no more real than Bitcoin, I guess. Today on Dumb Money, we're going to get into CryptoPunks and hash masks and talk about artists like people as we decide if we're going to buy any NFTs coming up. Everything you need to know about investing in non-fungible tokens.
1: We are dumb money. Three friends who turned $30,000 into $30 million. nothing more than Twitter and a zero commission trading
2: account. The suits that work on Wall Street, they call those people the smart money. <laughs>
0: That's not us. Our goal is to help level the playing field for everyday investors. We are dumb money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money, this is Dumb Money Live. And before we move on, we do need you to deposit one non-fungible tap on the like button. It's for the YouTube algorithm, it's free, it's a great investment in our ability to get this video noticed by YouTube. Chris, Jordan, before we get into uh, investing in NFTs, I do wanna give a brief explanation of what non-fungible token even means. And um, I do have a full video dropping this afternoon on my other channel, hey there, Dave here. six fifteen. Eastern, 315 Pacific, youtube.com slash hey there, Dave here. Subscribe over there. If you don't, if you can't watch the full hour of, or however long this show ends up being, I have a nice 10 minute video this afternoon. But NFT or non-fungible tokens, they're essentially digital assets that you can buy and sell just like Bitcoin. But unlike Bitcoin and most cryptocurrencies where every Bitcoin is worth the same amount as every other Bitcoin, the value of what a Bitcoin is worth is, you know, changes relative to something like the US dollar. But one Bitcoin, always worth the same as every other Bitcoin. That's what economic people call the fungibility of an asset. So a non-fungible token, like an NFT, like a a CryptoPunk, that's the opposite of that. Each one is unique, each has their own value, that value is based on whatever someone thinks they're worth. So in the same way that no two houses are exactly worth the same amount, even if they're on the same street and they're the same size, there's always some kind of difference, like the floor plan or their paint color or their condition or whatever. Art, another example of a non-fungible thing. The Mona Lisa is worth more than something that I painted, even if I use the exact same kind of paint and canvas. Well, maybe mine would be worth more, who knows. The CryptoPunks, that's a kind of digital art, the various attributes like male or female zombie or whatever their hairstyle or glasses. The scarcity can make them worth more or less to whoever's paying for it. So does that kind of make sense as as far as the background of what we're even talking about with the, with non-fungible being this kind of crypto that is different than the other kind of crypto?
1: Yeah, Dave, I, you know, normally I wouldn't do this, but I want to go in a little bit deeper only because, you know, to quote Gary Vee, uh, he's been pumping NFTs all week. Uh, I and do you watched, agree- watched?
0: you watched his, or listened to his, uh, What do you call it? Clubhouse last night. It was a
1: great clubhouse last night, Gary Vee, Beeple. Um, we had, a, you know, Bobby Hundreds was on there. Uh, really, really interesting people that are innovators and pioneers in the NFT space. And I, I wanna go a few minutes deeper into this because guys, I do believe, kind of like Gary Vee said, he had this feeling the first time he heard that AOL chime, right? And he, I think he had another feeling when cryptocurrency first came out. And this is, this is probably one of the biggest things to happen in our lifetimes, I think. Uh, in terms of opportunity just massive massive opportunity so i think it's important to understand exactly not just what an nft means but like what's behind an NFT and like some of the language that circulates around NFTs. And the most important phrase today is going to be subjective value. That's the phrase that I'm gonna argue with Jordan on all episode in a minute, okay? I I don't think you will
2: at all, I I totally agree. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) all right,
1: so subjective value is really important. Markets are important, understanding whether there is a market or this or not, and how big the market will become. I think the blockchain, for people that don't understand the blockchain, that's where NFTs live, decentralization stored on multiple devices. Nobody can control it. It's hard to destroy. We all know that. Um, transparency is a really big part of the NFT movement. It lives on a ledger, so everybody can see every time it's owned or changed or altered, there's a lot of trust there. Immunability, right? That means it can never be changed, which is extremely important for authenticity, which is extraordinarily important when you're talking about anything collectible or anything related to art.
0: And, right? it, and it brings uh, a whole new level uh, to collectible items, right? So yes. in the past, if you're collecting something, it's a physical item that you have to have a an expert try to validate whether it's actually real or an antique or, you know, a, a Pokemon card, all of those things, you know, they could be fake, right? There's it, no it, way to fake a digital asset. That's because right. of, because you know, of the, the, the whole track. From the moment it was minted, created in the blockchain, every time it transacts, there's a unbreakable chain of history, right?
1: Yes, and Dave, what that means is that there's, there it, it, that it adds confidence. And when you have confidence, that increases value in the asset. Um, an NFT, remember, it's a digital representation of a non-fungible asset, okay? Um, Meaning there's ownership, there's management, there's permissions. But the three things I want to talk about right now, it's very important, is you're going to hear this all the time when it comes to NFTs, and it confused the hell out of me, quite honestly. And I had to like understand what they meant. Uh, ERC, okay? For those of y'all that are into blockchain and crypto, you know what ERC is, Ethereum Request for Comments, okay? It's how developers will post improvements to the network, okay? But what I've never heard before, before the NFC movement, was these three words, ERC, and you guys might know about them, ERC-721, ERC-998, and ERC-1155. And I wanna take one minute to explain what these are for those of you that don't know. So ERC-721, what it actually means, um, that was essentially an improvement to the network that was brought about when cryptocurrency Crypto Kitties came out in 2018. And what it means is that tokens, right? Tokens are those things that are minted, right? Tokens are minted. Tokens can have different values and attributes, but because before ERC-721, a token was like Bitcoin, and they all had the same exact value, right? A Bitcoin is a Bitcoin is a Bitcoin. But ERC-721 said, hey, Now we could have tokens that represent different values and different attributes. And that's extraordinarily important because that's the basis for the entire NFT movement. Then ERC-998 came out. And what that said is that you can now have bundles of different ERC-721s that are each unique, okay? That can be sold together in a single transaction. Why that's important is down the road, and we'll talk about all the use cases for for NFTs, but let's say NFTs get really big in the gaming world, where instead of buying a Fortnite skin that can only be purchased through Fortnite and only goes to a single company, let's say games in the future, millions of people are creating skins and different attributes and things that your character can do and wear, and those are traded on an open exchange across the world, right? you might not want to sell one thing at a time because you might have a group of 30 attributes that kind of collectively come together in one character that you created. And without ERC998, you wouldn't be able to do that. Now, ERC1155, which Engine pioneered, that basically says that fungible and non-fungible tokens from the same contract can can be sold in the same contract, right? So you have unique elements, like Bitcoin, and non uh, excuse me, non unique elements, right, that are fungible and unique elements that can be packaged together, okay? So, just understand what those mean because otherwise every time you hear someone saying that, you're going to be like, I'm lost. Now at least you know what it means, and I didn't know what it meant for a long time. Um but something that's really important before we start getting into the NFTs themselves, guys. This enables for the first time ever an NFT, which is a non-fungible token. Cross-marketplace trading and a truly free economy where anybody in the world can create and exchange anything openly without having to pay a tax, right? Without having to go through a company like Fortnite in the future when everybody embraces this, right? And there's so many applications for this that before we even get started talking about the ones we're looking at investing in, how about that Gary Vee uh, application that he mentioned last night on Clubhouse? I don't know if you saw some of the tweets on it. In the future just think about this if you're a band or if you're a musician or if you're an artist you can sell your first art your first album as you can mint it and tokenize that album and sell it to the people that believe in you first for maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars and those people who really believe in you as an unknown artist will now own a portion of the rights to that first album in perpetuity forever Forever and ever. How cool is that to where people would be incentivized to go out and find talent, not just find them, but support them through the tokenization process of their first
2: album? I was like, I wasn't even thinking about that. It's possible, right? I mean, look, so with all this stuff, I think it's all there's possibilities on all of these things. When you get into stuff like the music industry, uh, I, again, I don't think that it's impossible. Those things could happen, but then all the platforms that actually deal in all of the distribution of music would have to obey by these rules. Right? they will right, change. There'll be new platforms, Jordan. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that that, that that can't happen right now, right? With the way that everything. Of course not. But just starting.
1: Yeah. But, like, think about coin- all right, so Coinbase and all the crypto platforms. You couldn't do the crypto stuff on Ameritrade. So Coinbase started, right? And all these other things started. And now, all of a sudden, you can do it on Robinhood. And who knows, in 10 years, they'll all be forced to adapt to it, right? So the music industry is not going to like this because there's nothing in it for them initially. So they're not going to like it. They'll be afraid of it. So there's going to be a Coinbase for music that does this with NFTs just for music, right? They're going to blow up, we'll right? We'll have to see how that goes, right?
0: Yeah, the same the same way that at one point we were, you know, transacting in gold. And then eventually we said, well, we're going to have this paper money that's going to be, the, you know, it's fine. It's worth the same. And people were hesitant. And then paper money switched to, OK, now I have a credit card. And everyone was freaked out about, well, you, you, tr- you want me to put all of my money on this piece of plastic and go get it out of an ATM machine? Like th- we're just we're just like living in the in the past right now by not embracing the future.
2: No, we're living in the present right now. And the future is... (laughs) this is one possibility that the future could take. And I think it's interesting. For those of y'all
1: that don't understand the importance of having Jordan on dumb money, this is why (laughs) it's important to have Jordan. (laughs) This is the balance that me and Dave need. Otherwise, we would be so far on the edge, and Jordan keeps us balanced. Okay, now, understand. So, Jordan, you're right. And I don't think that even in the future, there will be centralized platforms initially, like exist right now, centralized platforms, platforms like, you know, OpenSea, I think, is even a centralized platform. But in the future, there'll be un-decentralized platforms. You'll be able to do this anywhere. We just can't figure out exactly how it's all going to work out right this second. Before we talk anymore, because we're going to start talking about investments pretty soon, understand that not only are we not financial advisors, and we will never give financial advice. We actually specifically warn you, do not do what we're doing for our own portfolios because we have an extraordinarily high risk tolerance. Guarantee you, your risk tolerance is not like ours. So guys, this is just about what we're doing for NFTs. I hope it sparks some interest, and you can do your own research, do your own vetting, talk to an advisor, figure out your own stuff for your own portfolio. That's not who we are. This is about learning, entertainment, and hopefully just sparking debate, right? Collaborative thought. With our Discord community. Hey, Discord, Dumb Money Discord. DumbMoney.tv is how you find find out about our Discord. Guys, I want to start having some good conversations about NFTs. I think we have an NFT channel. I'll double check on that. But I want to start good conversations moving forward because it's going to be a big part. I think, maybe not the next month or two, but the next five years, I think it will become a larger and larger part of how we think about investing. Um, listen, for anyone that kind of missed the crypto movement in 2012-13, right, the initial days of it, this is it for nfts now you might not believe in it but if you do this is it it's right now it's
2: today it's literally right now this I month guess. i mean so there's certain things that you can use this that are being used for this right and some of it's dumb right um some of it's very useful um but i think there's going to be an evolution like you said if, if this takes into account music and domain name all these different things in the future then i think that there's a progression here
0: right but so we, we know that though it is actually already happening so in 2020 yeah. there was 120 million dollars worth of art sold as nfts so that's that's not like a small. Yeah. i mean it's small in the relative art world i imagine but that's that's real money and real transactions yeah. and when it comes to like the ability to you know do this theoretically versus actually doing it in practice we saw uh that there was a, what was the, uh, a resale, in the resale market, there was a $6 million uh, Beeple tr- Can transaction. Can we show right? it, Dave?
1: Can we show that vid- little video clip? Because, and guys, I want to say something right now. I, I, I might live to regret this, but for me, and it's still early. I'm about 35 hours into NFT research, okay? I'd like to be 100 hours in before I start gaining any type of confidence or having any strong opinions. But right now, I am leaning towards this becoming an exceptionally big deal over the next decade, an ex- a trillion-dollar market. I-, I believe Which video, I believe
0: did, a did you send market. me a link?
1: I sent you a link, to me to you, I texted to you, a link to the actual Beeple um, $6 million uh, art that he sold. Uh, I texted to you this morning.
0: Okay, here we go. You
1: have it there. This is a tweet. So uh, guys have a video. This is so game changing for so many people in that anything can be created anywhere for anything in the future, whether it's a poem, uh, literally an essay, anything that you believe in, anything that you want to share or take authentic interest in you can now do that and the way that these nfts are created there's really no limit as to the rule set around them meaning that you can create an nft and actually have every time that nft transacts in the future you can have a portion of that transaction fee go to charity right and that's what we're going to talk about what we're going to be producing very soon um go ahead dave you're going to show that
0: so this is the video that originally sold for, I I can't recall how much, but it was was resold by the person who bought that for $6 million in the last 24 hours.
1: So here's what's interesting, Dave, you know people, you can buy NFT frames now in your house and you, you like basically have a digital frame displaying the NFTs that you own, just as you would own any type of art piece. And what's so amazing is, as we all know, like a lot of the fine art that's purchased in the world isn't actually kept in people's homes. It never leaves a warehouse, right? So you never actually see the real art that you own. So the funny thing
0: is somebody, somebody paid $6 million and owns this and can resell this, but I could take this tweet and put it in a digital frame and put it in my house because it's on Twitter and I may not be, I don't have the rights to it, but there's no reason I couldn't put this on my wall.
1: So Dave, let's talk about the word that I mentioned would be the most important word or which is combination like, of words. Which is kind of like
0: a print. You could You could have a print of the Mona Lisa on your wall, but it's not the Mona Lisa, right?
1: Well, so subjective value. Subjective value is everything. There are so many ways for an individual to value something someone might value something purely based on who else has owned it, which is an interesting part of the blockchain for NFTs. So let me give you an example. If uh, Elon Musk purchases an NFT, right? Mm -hmm. The value of that NFT goes up extremely extraordinarily high just because now that will forever be part of the blockchain for the NFT. That has value. The same way if someone owned a piece of art, it has value, right? Because someone famous or someone that you admire um, owned it. Let me see. If that
0: person, so one of the characteristics though, is that it's on a blockchain that could be anonymous. So it would have to be Elon who says, well, here was the address that I used when I bought it. And somehow we're going to authenticate that. And then that address becomes the thing that's attached to the history transaction.
1: That's right. And so for for those of y'all that don't know us, I'll speak for myself. I don't have a lot of subjective value in things at all other than their use case, their use for me. So I'm a bit of a sneakerhead. I love sneakers, but guess what? I don't actually... Keep any of the sneakers that I buy. No, you wear them. Wear. You so wear. I wear all yeah. of my sneakers. Yeah. I have like 20 pairs of Air Force Ones. I bought them at auctions throughout the years, and I wear every single one of them because for me, I don't find subjective value uh, beyond some use use case. So, like my wife's. Father is an artist that I love right he's an amazing artist we have his art all over our house and he sells his art uh, Joe Sabiri art right it for like five hundred dollars a thousand dollars two thousand dollars he doesn't sell his art for a million dollars or half a million dollars and I like art that like for me five hundred dollars or two thousand dollars is something that I think I get a lot of use out of that on my wall but I'm not like an art collector But if I were to invest in art, I wouldn't do it because I feel like the art, I value it at a million dollars. I would do it because other people value it and I felt it was a good investment. So for me, NFTs, are going to be an investment. I'm not going to purchase NFTs because I feel they're personally worth it to me. I feel like I will purchase NFTs as an investment that will ultimately be put in my foundation. Um, But listen, unless I buy them for a small price, I'll I'll pay hundreds of dollars for NFTs I find that are artistic that I want to be affiliated with, right? And I want to share and say, hey, I want to support that artist. I want to support that creator. I want to support the person that did that because I feel it's powerful and I want to timestamp, like I want to give them my money and let's just show wanna...
0: an example of, so this is the um, the CryptoPunks recent transactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that, you know, 31 seconds ago, this one in 3927 sold for $42,990. Um, but let's just like when you click on this, you can actually see the history of the transaction. So it it tells you which characteristics this one has uh you know this one has a dark beard so 260 exist with that it has the vr glasses 332 exist with that okay can but we here's, tell you what here's the history tell
1: what crypto punks are they might not understand what the history of crypto punks are and i think it's really important because there's a thesis out there right or wrong that crypto punks might just become the rolex of the digital age, okay, Dave. Do you want? Do you want to go over it? Do you want me to like?
0: Well, we touched like, on it at the beginning. So basically, it was it was just an art project. It was just a project, kind of a proof of theory uh, for a type of uh, token, a non fungible token that didn't even use one of the standards. They you can now wrap these in an in a standard, but it, it's its own little blockchain of, of these things. And it was created as a project in 2017 and they basically published 10,000 of them. They let people claim them. You could claim them for free. And, uh, people have been kind of trading them ever since. And this past week or so it blew up once people like Gary Vee started tweeting about the, uh, <laughs> the punk revolution.
1: But, Dave, what's so interesting is because they were given away for free, there's no corporate backing behind them, meaning there's no, like, it's a pure, it's a pure thing. And I think that's what people love about them. They are yeah. really simplistic. Here's their and- website.
0: It's Matt and John. It's it's, <laughs> it's these two characters that had a project called the CryptoPunks. And they also have autoglyphs. They have data visualization. I mean, they're, they're just like web DORKS who made some cool stuff and made these collectible things that you can now buy using Ethereum.
1: Dave, would you say that they might just be the Dogecoin of the uh, NFT of the early NFT days, quite honestly? CryptoPunks might be the Dogecoin uh, but 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 this is something where I think a Dogecoin works better because the it the expected value of something meaning the expected use of something is not there it just is what it is it's a crypto punk it's an image right and so what i find is fascinating is that if you believe and i think that there's a chance i'm not saying it's going to i think there's a chance that crypto punks might become the rolex of the digital world
0: because it's so it was so early and Mm -hmm. it is a very, it's, to me, it's easier to understand CryptoPunks than it is MetaMask. And MetaMask look cooler from a just design <laughs> standpoint, but these CryptoPunks are so simplistic that you understand the attributes and that you know how many um, of those attributes are out there in the world, and you can uh, easily see the transaction. So back back when this one was initially claimed, uh, in 2017, June 23rd, it was free, and then it was uh, someone wanted to buy it for $13, and then took their bid back for $16, and then the person who owned it put it on the market for $65, and just kept changing their offer price, and then finally uh, had it up at 272. Nobody was buying it. Someone bid 90. It's it's just like a fascinating history, uh, and it looks like it was sold for the first time for. then sold again for $2,000 then sold for $48,000 just a few days ago
1: Let's let's talk about value of crypto punks. There are multiple types of crypto punks. We have we have uh, aliens apes zombies female and male Aliens are the most rare. Male is the most common. But within each of those, we have attributes like the purple cap that Gary V tweeted out. We have goatees. We have pipes, cigarettes. They even have like medical masks. And based on how many of those attributes exist, some of them, there's like 500 that have that attribute. Some only have like 40 that have that attribute. So if they have a rare attribute, they're actually theoretically more valuable. But again, let me say something, guys. There's a lot of Ways that you can value an NFT. If someone famous has owned them, or even someone like Gary V tweets out a uh, purple caps, right? All of a sudden, even a purple cap is common. That might now be more valuable than it was before Gary V tweeted that out. So, I, there's no- for
0: example, I literally I'm bidding on one right now. I'm bidding way lower than I mean. I'm bidding more than it was. I'm doubling what it was the last time, but way lower than what I think that an actual market value, but I picked it because it had a purple hat and that's what Gary Vee tweeted. So I picked that attribute when I was just looking at all the random ones that influenced, which one I chose.
2: So here's George guilt. Again, I see the usefulness of the concept, but this specific situation is just speculation right so it's just that's all it is it's just
1: and by the way we're talking useful, about a brand new asset really class useful
2: to society anyway like i i i'm out on stuff like this but i'm not out on nft as a concept i think nft is a concept i like that it's built on ethereum i think there's some really useful things that can come out of this but the speculation on you know little icons to me is a little bit much
1: that's because you're you're a real pragmatic rational person that thinks very clearly about everything in life and I don't blame you for that. Um Gary listen, Gary V said that 97% of NFTs early on will go to zero. They will fall apart. I said that creative destructionism, creative destruction uh, for the NFT uh, movement will be larger than any movement we've ever seen, bigger than the dot-com creative destruction movement back in 99, 2000. What that means is that there's going to be such a burst and a bubble of everyone experimenting, lots of experimentation, lots of creativity. It's very difficult to understand which of these NFT classes will actually um, you know, have a win behind them and and, and and be around in five years, right? Uh, and which will just absolutely disappear so you have to be incredibly careful
0: with that. Yeah. And, and I think that because we're so early in this right now that there's there's really no rules and anything can happen. And one of the things that brought this in, in addition to cyberpunks or crypto, I, I call them cyberpunks for some time. They're crypto punks. Somebody should probably make a cyberpunk though, because it's so easily uh, confused. But oh, yeah. before I even heard of them and started researching this, I think what first brought it to my attention was Logan Paul and what he has wow. done. He over the weekend, last weekend, made five million dollars for himself by issuing three thousand of his own uh, little digital things. He he had his own thing, it, it, an, an NFT that had no value. That just because he's famous and sold them, I actually considered buying one. He was selling them for one ether each, so you know eighteen hundred bucks or so. But eighteen hundred bucks times three thousand, he made five million dollars selling these.
1: And Dave, someone asked the question, what is involved in the creation process of these, this is George Gilbert, of these, if it exists yet, do you have to be a coding expert, or is there some sort of NFT creation app to turn your art into an NFT? Now, let me say it's, this. It's actually pretty I, easy. Y- yes. I, Anyone I, I can don't, do it. I don't know how to do it, but I will say this. In terms of like the Logan Paul NFT, Logan Paul partnered with a company called Bondly that I'm really interested in. I've been talking to Bondly. Uh, We at Dumb Money are likely to be partnering with Bondly in the near future. Bondly basically created this NFT concept with logan paul they issued the nfts with logan paul um you know and in addition to the
0: the 3000 he's also creating 44 unique ones that he's giving away uh when you bid and win on one of his pokemon boxes so it's like this whole thing he's got so much going on but he's he's i think a pioneer in the nft space he is
1: he, he, and he and
0: did it out of thin air. He's not, he has not been a digital artist the way Beeple has been working for 13 years creating an image every single day. And now it has this thing that's going on auction at, at uh, Christie's. He, this, this, this dude just said, you know what? I am famous and I can put my face on a Pokemon card and I can tokenize it and have this Bond League company handle it all for me. And it's it's kind of genius.
1: I, I want to remind everyone who doesn't know that we are actually um, partnering with some of the, I think, the greatest collectible celebrities in the world um, for a conference or, or, you know, just a meetup. Let's call it a meetup. Uh, later this year in Las Vegas, we are going to be announcing the dates very soon. We actually have a landing page for this. But we are now thinking about creating NFTs um, for this event. I'm auctioning off my entire first uh, 1999 uh, first edition Pokemon box Hopefully half a million, a million dollars going to charity, right? This whole event is for charity. I think we might have NFTs for dumb money and Pokemon that I want my NFT to have a transaction fee every time it's transacted to go towards whatever pediatric cause we decide on for this event as part of this Mm -hmm. event's beneficiaries. But that's what I love about NFTs is that you can create things. It's a brand new way to do good in the world, not just to support artists, not just to support creators, but actually to support amazing causes that will go on in perpetuity. So Dave Jordan, think about this. Um, Companies like Bondly, okay, are going to be partnering with major brands in the coming years. Brands like, I don't know, Nintendo, Disney, right? And imagine this. Imagine you buy a a ticket to Disney World. And I think in years past, sometimes you would get little little trinkets when you go into Disney World and stuff, right? Or you can buy them, or you can get them for free. Um, Imagine if you go to Disney World and with your ticket, your kids, get a Disney collectible NFT of a Disney character. Okay, they get it for free. And that goes into your kid's digital wallet that all kids will have in a few years, right? And what's so amazing is that has value. It might only be worth 20 cents or 10 cents when they get it, but maybe over the years it goes to 50 cents a dollar. And maybe each of those Disney characters, maybe every time they transact on the open market in perpetuity forever, they go to help some amazing cause that Disney's affiliated with, right? and let's say every company in the world that has a brand does something similar imagine what we can do for good you know supporting artists supporting causes if we create that entire economy and have money put towards good causes right like that's just the way i think but other people might have a different motivation maybe you, an artist's family gets a piece of that money in perpetuity every time it transacts right but isn't that cool that you can now give nfts to people whether they want them or not you got it Claim it. I mean, and then think about how that would change things if every brand in the world started giving out NFTs. You know why? There's no cost, they're digital, right? All yeah. they have to do is design them, give them away, and we can have NFTs for everything. Yeah.
0: In fact, it was when I was trying to figure out how to make my own ICO for Flux, my, my Flux Capacitor uh, time travel research project, uh, The it, it was easier for me to create an NFT at least in the code samples that I found. So I was considering making my coins uh, NFTs instead of uh, instead of actual uh, crypto, or I guess it is actual crypto, instead of fungible tokens.
1: Um, people are saying, you know, unstoppable domains are a great part of the NFT world. Um, NBA Top Shots, right? I mean, that is, let's talk about the largest NFT kind of channels. Uh, NBA Top Shots is the largest, by far. By far, the largest. And then the very next one is CryptoPunks, okay? So like, but NF, what the, let's talk about the NBA one, because I think this is really cool. They're just getting started and they're already sold like $100 million, right? Or they're on, I think they're on pace for $150 million or maybe $300 million, I forget what he said um, last night, this next year in digital assets. You can now purchase an NFT through a pack, right? So it comes in a pack, of three NFTs and they do releases. I think they have a release today. I might buy a pack today. Okay, if I, the packs sell out within seconds. You don't yep. know which one you're gonna get. And some of these NFTs, they're like five second clips of like really great shots from like that season of the pack. Or it might be like an old season or a new season. It might be related to a team, but like, Mind-blowing. You do, guys, you do realize that within 12 months, every sport in the world, every card in the world, it's all going to NFTs because of the success of NBA Top Shots. And by the way, you don't, you're not the exclusive owner of that. When they produce these packs, each of these little clips just like, like digi- 5,000. It's a
0: digital uh, basketball card, basically. Mo- multiple yeah. people can have the same card. Yeah. And so that's, that's a little bit different. Than the uh, than the like crypto punks because crypto punks are an individual of each of the ten thousand and. It, it, they can be set up differently, but as far as the actual coin markets, like the uh, the things that are that are kind of their own currency, CryptoPunks is at the top. They've they've had more than 80 million dollars of uh, all time sales. Hash Masks is second. The Central Land is third. CryptoKitties that's the first one I heard of before I even knew what an NFT was. CryptoKitties was a thing, and that's that they've done 40 million dollars of transactions.
1: So. Um unstoppable domains is basically just a domain a way to actually transact domains without going through domain service does that make sense
2: by the way that's probably the most genius application of this thing because domain name transfers are a beat down right it's
1: insane jordan is it not it's insane i mean what we have to go through for a domain name transaction and the brokers involved tracking
0: down who who to even talk to and then you have this yeah middleman who's trying to
2: information to some register it's ridiculous
1: yeah it 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 it, it's a beautiful application of nft and by the way guys
2: this is like this is where i see the utility of it and i'm like i see utility of it for certain digital assets i just don't really appreciate the speculation and you know okay uh, jordan
1: let me ask you a question let me ask you a question let's just say because you might get there at some point soon all right you you have a hundred million bucks or 200 million bucks couple let's just say you have 200 million dollars okay Are you the type of person that sees the value in spending 2.5 million dollars on a piece of modern art that's like, I don't know, a couple feet wide, it has like a red dot in the middle of it? Would you spend a couple million dollars on that? No. No, you would never. I know you wouldn't. I wouldn't. But you do understand there are millions, if not tens of millions, of people who, if they have the money—and some of them do—they have. They not only have no issue with it, but they're obsessed with it. They will spend millions and millions of dollars on anything that has perceived value to it: art, uh, a car that goes ex- exponentially higher than its utility value. Okay, I would
2: that like it, little things called
1: stocks. Well, listen, you're—that's because who you are, and that's who I am as well. And I think to a certain extent that's who Dave is, but. Remember, this is not about us. The world does not all act like us three. And the bottom line is the art market's huge. The wine market is huge. People spend thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars on on, on bottles of wine, on baseball cards, on hockey cards, on NBA cards. Like, this is not a new thing. Collectibles, like the entire people it's okay. If you want to spend money on that, they do. So yeah. I'm just thinking that as, hard as an investor that,
2: on the amount that I'm willing to spend on wine because I don't collect it. I like to consume it. My I, yeah. yeah. I will not You're
0: fine $50. with a box. $50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you no,
2: know, I mean, I like good wine too, but I, you know, you can get a heck of a good wine for under $50. Of
0: but you are also not buying Dogecoin which I've bought, which Chris bought, and Chris is wearing the shirt, and I just wanted to warn you, Chris, that uh, the SEC is now uh, saying they're investigating Elon Musk for his tweets on Dogecoin, this five minutes ago, breaking news. So uh, you might want to change shirts again.
1: Tesla's down 6%. What a better day to wear my Doge shirt. (laughs) They can't stop me from wearing my Doge shirt. Hey, uh, I own Dogecoin a very small amount, about $20,000. It used to be $25,000, and now it's (laughs) $20,000. So do not come after me. I'm being very upfront. I own some Dogecoin. I don't really pump it. I think there's a case that it could be really big at some point. I think there's a case it could be zero, and there's a case it could stay exactly where it is forever. <laughs> but my account's getting slaughtered right now, by the way. I, I, I'm now having to rethink the uh, crypto uh, punk purchase I was likely to make tonight. So I've been waiting. I tried to make a purchase on Saturday, a crypto punk purchase. Actually, I, just, I initiated... You, you tried to.
0: You tried to. You're, you transferred uh, your Ethereum over and tried to load up your account, and then Coinbase locked you out because you tried to transfer too much money without being an authenticated something or other.
1: Yeah, so first I didn't have enough Ethereum, so I had to purchase more Ethereum, and then once I purchased more Ethereum, I transferred the money into my MetaMask, but uh, they they put a 72-hour hold, and they said you can expedite it by taking a photo of yourself and putting your driver's license on, and I did that. And it didn't do anything. I'm still on the seventy-two hour hold. So my seventy-two hour hold is up at seven ten p.m. Central Time Zone tonight. So I was planning on purchasing my first crypto punk tonight at seven. Well, I'm probably dealing with my kids and dinner and putting them to bed. So it's probably about nine or 10 or 11 o'clock tonight. Central is when I will purchase, I think, unless I lose $4 million today, again, in which case I might be shell shocked and might not purchase like right, to Chris,
2: and I yeah. bet maybe the best person to answer this might not be you it might be Leon. So maybe Leon can comment. So all these transactions are happening in Ethereum, Not so much in Bitcoin, mostly Ethereum for stuff like this. If you just keep all of your, if you just keep an Ethereum account, right, and then you're you're buying goods and services or whatever, and you just go back and forth Ethereum to these things, you're not ever actually converting the money to cash or to to dollar bills. There's no tax, right? Does the government does the government just let this keep going on forever, or do do they eventually come in and like try to regulate some of this? Is there even a way to regulate some of this stuff? I'm just curious about it because. I'm not saying Elon Musk good or taxes bad. I'm just saying that the government wants their money,
0: right? The smartest thing Elon might've done was put all of that Tesla money into Bitcoin before there's any regulation because now he's in and unless he pulls that money back into us dollars, there's no record of, of who even has that money. You know, it's, it's like, if it goes up, if they could, they could trade it to other digital currencies and unless it goes back into us dollars, I'm pretty sure it's untrackable.
2: all the boomers that are in the you know in the senate and in the house right now i don't they just they still assume that people are pushing it back and forth to cash all the time but event, i think there's going to be people that don't do that but and and that's what's still going, going need to legitimize to capital myself. gains worldwide. on your crypto
1: gains, jordan you still need to pay you still need to pay capital gains on crypto That's uh, only gains.
2: if you convert it to cash.
0: Well, technically, I, no, no I you're supposed so, to no. pay on anything nope. you earned money on, That's even true. though there's no record money, you're
2: of earning it. earning Ethereum, right? And so like- No, cool.
1: no, you have to pay, you have to pay, no, Jordan, you have to pay capital gains on the cash value increase of that Ethereum, whether you transfer into cash or not. That is the law. Yes, is it
2: is. Law? It
0: That's is the, a law. Yeah, the law. Because it's, like, You
2: don't do that with stocks though. What, you, you do, do? You pay capital you gains when you sell a you stock, do. even you though you didn't it, convert it back to cash. So if you never sell the Ethereum back to if cash. If you never sell it. Taxes.
0: No, if you never sell it, that's it's, then you haven't realized you have a
2: gain. right? You have your, you have your account and then you're just transacting in that and you never convert it to cash. You don't need cash. I'm just all Ethereum, you know? It, no, it's, no, no. If, you if you're transacting it, it you're selling to it. another though. You have yeah. to, you have to do it on a transaction basis. Yeah.
0: So, so think of it like this. If you were able to buy something with stock, like if someone accepted, you know, Apple stock in exchange for Apple product, you'd actually be selling that Apple stock and receiving the value of the product. And so that would lock in the price of Apple, at whatever you exchanged it for. So yeah, you would have, you would have an actual gain at that <laughs> point.
2: When I buy like uh, like one of these CryptoPunks or whatever. Who's collecting that tax?
1: Because think about this, Jordan. Well, if you're...
2: question, who's collecting, so I go, I, I go when I buy, There's no
1: sales tax, there's no sales tax on that.
2: It's we're going to get about, resolved. But, but it, dang, that's like, The government's going to come in and say, this is a problem. There's no sales tax.
1: We all know that it's going That's going to get regulated. That's a guarantee. It's just a matter of how long it takes, who's doing it, how they do it. Do you and remember, Jordan? And I think that Jordan, when
0: that happens, that actually he, legitimizes it even further. As soon as the government has to then recognize, well, we actually have this special provision in But, Jordan, there was no tax
1: our... on internet purchases forever, right? Like, you could remember when the internet came out? Like, we remember when the internet came out. Like, you could... <laughs> there, there, there were... You didn't pay tax on anything until very recently off the internet either, right? So like, that's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, they just have it. It will take them five to 10 years to figure out how to tax NFT purchases, and they will eventually do it, but right now it's just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, but the same way when you buy physical art, like if you've bought a painting for $1,000, and then 10 years later you sold it for $10,000, you're paying capital gains on that, unless you can do a like-kind exchange, maybe there's some uh, loophole around that. Now, Dave,
1: do you remember, well, Jordan hasn't watched Billions yet, although I I literally can't get the guy to watch Billions, but remember the episode where- uh, I'm behind,
0: um, I'm behind, behind. I I can't
1: Well, this is uh, nothing, but he buys art, but if you, if you buy art and you never actually allow it to arrive here like if they keep it in a holding place and you don't take possession of it technically you don't pay anything until you take the possession in the u.s right because if you it's like if it stays in like on international water they have these weird (laughs) things they do with art right (laughs) on the show it's awesome uh anyway i i think that the biggest opportunity in something that you believe will be kind of the rolex of the digital world so let's just use crypto punks as an example because that's what i'm focused on right now if we truly believe that these crypto bunks will become uh the rolex of this digital generation then there's only ten thousand of them i know it's just a matter of time until they uh we have essentially the ability to buy a piece of a crypto punk through an etf mechanism or a you know a you know any sort of mechanism whether it's a platform that allows you to do it right or the crypto punks themselves allow you to start buying pieces in them and when that happens I think we could see an exponential lift in value of each of these crypto punks because right now if you have something that only 10,000 people can participate in it's interesting, but you're limiting your consumer base for it, right? Now, the second, and we know this is coming, the fractionalization of stuff like CryptoPunks and digital art, as soon as that happens, all of a sudden, everybody's going to want a piece, assuming that this demand stays up for CryptoPunks, and we determine that they are the honest Wagner of the the digital space, right? Like the, the or the Mickey Mantle 1952 card of the space. Like if that happens, the fractionalization is coming next and people will start trading fractionalization in crypto punk. So I think that that is an arbitrage opportunity in and within itself. I also think that there's a mindset amongst people that want to be part of this cultural movement, but don't wanna spend a tremendous amount of time surfing through you know various channels for digital art. They just wanna say, hey, what should I buy? And the first thing that come up is, well, you can buy NBA top shots, and they're like, well, I don't like basketball cards. I'm not interested in that. Just tell me what what's cool that I can buy. It's gonna be CryptoPunks. That's what I think it's going to be. And when that happens, celebrities will start buying them, right? Uh, uh, people like Elon Musk is gonna, at some point tweet the cryptopunk that he purchased right and whatever attributes that cryptopunk well, happens to have him
2: down and says you're not allowed to tweet about crypto ever again the sec
1: has had no balls to actually tell him anything. They they will always investigate him. To date, they'll they'll start a lot of investigations, and then what do they do? Nothing. Historically, historically they've done nothing, right? I'm not saying maybe this time's
2: different. I have no idea. I don't know what they'll do. I, hey, they haven't I, done anything in the past. I now, don't see it would
0: change. I think we need to have a, a little heart to heart on the CryptoPunks that you're buying or considering buying because you sent me three. One of them is the thumbnail of this. I I just looked at them all because i think you're a little confused yeah. the price i thought you had already made your offer but if you're not planning to make your offer until tonight the one that is on our thumbnail i thought that that was your offer it has not no, been accepted. no that's not
1: my offer i'm not okay I, well I,
0: it has an offer and there's not a listing price it's not it's not for sale technically you can make an offer on any of these that is the current offer that has not been accepted
1: gotcha i i am looking at a bunch i might have sent you screenshots the, from the first a one you sent me page I, yeah
0: I, I don't know if uh this one that you sent me it's 30 86. yeah i think that the he's one, not the one that se- one actually sold today no it, it it sold it sold today for uh 41 22. oh so he
1: already sold so yeah. he was available he already sold today okay but
0: then the one the other one you sent me that one i was, didn't send you that no you sent me this one 71.86 okay. that one was most recently sold for forty thousand uh yesterday and oh. they're is an offer that went in yesterday for $53,943, but that offer has not been accepted. And then the third one you sent me. That was a good
1: deal for him. I don't know
0: which ones you sent me, hang on. I have too many things here. But basically all the ones that you sent me are kind of either have offers that haven't been accepted or have already sold and are not like on the market. So you can tell by looking at the background color in that main page, which ones are available. the, yeah, the ones last the night was the last percent. time that
1: I was looking at those, Or uh, so it's a chance that they could have sold yesterday or this morning, the ones that I was looking at. They're, they're going pretty quick. Um, it's a difficult process. Like You're looking at these, and on one hand, you're evaluating the attributes, and based on rarity of attributes, you can kind of gauge what pricing. And there are websites that will actually allow you to gauge the pricing. Uh, the website that I use, I'll go ahead and pull it up and share it with you guys if you're looking at CryptoPunks. There's a cool website, ah, pull it up, that basically takes all of the attributes. It's called NFT value it's it's dapradar.com forward slash hub nft value estimator okay so dap radar's nft value estimator does a pretty good job just looking at the attributes and saying how much it should be worth but then you have to think okay i was like someone was like hey how about the face mask Are those going to be extra collectible in the future because CryptoPunks came out at a time that we were all wearing face masks and in general i think society looks positively more often than not Uh, On the face mask error in terms of people doing the right thing for humanity and for other people So is that a positive attribute that will see an increased value? These are the things you have to kind of think about are cigarettes and pipes going to be frowned upon in the future because It doesn't gel right with the you know you know, the, the health movement, right? And it's just like, that's not where people don't like investing money in things that support that type of imagery.
2: Or right, Jenks uh, just said that he's about to jump into Microsoft Paint. What? Jenks just said that he's about to jump on Microsoft Paint.
0: Hey, and that's the <laughs> thing. You can jump into Microsoft Paint, you can draw something, you can tokenize it, and then you can sell it. Yeah. I'm hey, thinking I'm going to make this uh, a screenshot of this episode, tokenize <laughs> it, and make it available on the on the interwebs.
1: Yeah, I hate doing an episode when the market's crashing. It's just it's,
0: I know, it's so distracting. It's
1: really distracting. <laughs> oh, I'm getting sorry again. I just want to end this episode right now so I can just cry
0: over my portfolio.
2: Well, in self-pity.
0: What is uh, so I'm just trying to find real quick uh, an example of a uh, cryptopunk that that you wanted to see if we can pull it up in this uh evaluator. 3
1: Peton or... back down to 114. Woo! Oh boy. Crush City yeah, Tesla's under 700. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like, I'm not like, I, I have a small right. amount of Tesla. Uh, that, like, you could say Tesla's at 500 and I wouldn't be like, wow, like, or Tesla's at 300. I wouldn't be like, wow, it wouldn't even like phase me uh, with how much it's gone up.
0: So this uh, is, is this just based on crowdsourced information? on No, you think the no Dave, is good? that is,
1: th- that is based on, I think, attributes. I think it's, ba- it's an attribute calculator. I believe.
0: It seems to be just asking me what I think it's worth
1: no well i think they're they're i think they're including that but it should be based on attributes and if you look the ones that have more rarer attributes are priced higher than the ones without rare attributes i mean i, I can't imagine that it would be purely crowdsourced it doesn't seem like it would make sense when you have the attribute measure there
0: when well, you have an a live marketplace of people bidding that aren't being accepted and and they know exactly when things are accepted
1: it, it, it might be associating without looking at attributes. It might be indirectly uh, associating attributes based on bid and sales prices and extracting what attributes those characters have, those NFTs have. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, this is a brand new world and there are limited eyes looking at it. Yes. A lot of people are talking about it on clubhouse. Okay. Yes. People like Gary Vee are shouting about it now for the past six days seven eight days right um but we this is a nascent category we're in the very first inning uh it's very difficult to actually purchase these nfts right now because you have to take your ethereum and you have to move it to um the mask thing. what's it called again dave the MetaMask, mask, yeah. which is not that hard but like for a lot of but you know, the steps Xers, involved, boomers. if you think
0: about it, you are you are locked out because you're trying to make a $50,000 plus transaction in Ethereum and you first of all had to acquire the Ethereum yeah. and tr- you know change your Bitcoin into Ethereum and then move it over and then wait and then now you're trying to put a bid in and you don't know that there already is a bid that you have to outbid. You're going to have to outbid these people. You realize that, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, sorry, people are people are ripping on me. They said, you, you know, I said yesterday my mom's going to be calling up worried about the money. I'm because I'm talking about uh, the money. She's
0: Literally. definitely going to be she, She's
1: oh. definitely. Call- no, she knows from watching yesterday not to call me about she can call me about anything. She wants except the money I'm losing in the market. That's the only thing she's not allowed to talk about on a phone but, call. She yes, you can that. definitely
0: call. You can definitely call and. Uh, Give him a hard time for buying that piece of digital pixel art that uh, he's about to spend she, probably sixty, seventy thousand dollars on.
1: She won't know. She won't know what that is. But <laughs> I, I will say this. So um, I there are there's virtual real estate too, and people are spending a crazy amount of money on NFT real estate. And this is an area that as much as I research, I just can't get behind.
0: It's metaverses now, is, is kind of the, uh, that's what virtual real estate is. So these these virtual worlds that you can own a piece of, and we were looking at investing in one a while back, back when we were in the startup world. world not the, not, we, not actually founders. buying a lot, but actually investing in the company that yeah. owns the world
1: here's the thing if, if i knew that there was a platform that would last uh but decentraland for example is like one of the big ones but from what i can tell and i have people in the vr space i've been talking to uh that know these kind of universes and from what i understand there's very few people in it like there's there's just there's just not a lot behind the curtain so like i don't have a lot of faith that there's a single real estate, virtual real estate platform or universe that is going to be like you know the in the lead, strong enough, right, uh, to be around in a few years. I just don't have that confidence, so I'm Wait, not. Gonna- are
2: you talking about the one that was pitched to you at? Uh-
1: Yeah. No, that was Super World. And I'm not even sure. But I mean, I don't know what's going on with Super World these days. Decentraland is another one. I just don't have the confidence yet. Like there's I would rather wait to see which of these ends up being legit and is going to stick around a while before I would consider buying real estate in them. Right now, I'm more focused on, you know, what I believe will be the predominant digital art, like, the, like the, the 1.0 of this world that people will look at and can easily transact in. I'll wait I'll on the real estate deal.
2: Wait, I'm not going to buy one of these crypto punks, and I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. I don't like them. And so why would I spend money on something that I don't enjoy? Um, I'm not saying I would never buy something as an NFT. I think it's a good concept. I think it'll be useful one day. Maybe there'll be a piece of art that I do enjoy, that I do buy. Um, I, I think they look dumb.
1: Okay, well, I'll remind you right now. I don't own a Peloton. I, I certainly don't enjoy my Peloton stock because I don't own a Peloton. I don't I, like. I, I enjoy researching the company and all the health it's bringing to the world. But I'm inv- invested in other companies. Like I don't play games, but I have invested in and made a lot of money off gaming stocks over the years i would say 80 to 90 percent of my investments i don't enjoy
2: yeah no I, I do enjoy them right because i enjoy learning about what they're doing how they're using their cash what kind of um create how they're creatively you know making value um and so I, and there's you know that's I get that that's also subjective right like how much is a company worth it's not it's not all because they're crazy right and so you know that it's not Uh,
1: Burkosaurus Rex said, uh, I would buy a Jordan NTF, call it the logical NTF,
0: logics.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I get it. Listen, I kind of like some of these crypto punks and I, I, I didn't like them at first, but after staring at them for a few hours, I know it seems really weird. It's like you start to get an appreciation for the rudimentary design on some of them. And that's when I made my decision that I'm not buying it because I enjoy it as art, because I can look at it the same way without owning it. Right? Like there's nothing about the crypto punk owning it.
2: Just blatant speculation, right? It's all, it's just speculation. Just say it. That's what it is.
1: It it is definitely speculation. There's no doubt about that. It's a speculative trade, uh, buying a crypto punk.
0: So bottom line though, we're, we're about, we're coming up on an hour. Of uh, talking about crypto punks as the world is completely falling apart. I just got a text from Lin reminding us that uh, the world is falling apart and dumb money is talking about crypto punks. <laughs>
1: effing and effing crypto, effing punks. crypto punks. You That's know Lin the, is uh, so pissed because he's losing money and he hates losing money in the market. Yes. None, none I, of us
0: I, I just checked my account and uh, I've given up half of the gains that I've made year to date today. today. Mm. Yeah, so it's kind of I gains in I half.
2: Wanna, I wanna, I've got something to say about this. Yeah, would you, Chris? If you're ever yeah. gonna see a rainbow, you got to stand a little rain. I'm good. Hey, uh, that, that sounds smiling. like you
0: just wrote a new T-shirt for us <laughs> with your picture <laughs> with a rainbow mind. over it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, hey, I, I'm still smiling. Like I said, I, I have been, I've been mentally preparing for these pullbacks for a long time in my head. Listen, I've seen my account drop. From 35 million to 29.7 million in the last, you know, week. Okay, yeah. so like, it, it, it's it's a bit, that's a big drop. But you got to remember, a year ago today, my account was at six. So, uh, and then I've also pulled what three out of it, three or four out of it. So, like, so, I, I, so
0: I, clearly, I'm, what you need to do is just, you know, you start <laughs> over at six, take the other 20 and buy CryptoPunks with them, and you're good. <laughs>
1: I could just go all in on crypto. That's how I become a billionaire. I'm just gonna go all in. Just go. Just go. You can literally buy crypto every punk.
0: crypto punk. Just pay top dollar for it. Then you own the entire oh. world for it. And then there's like all this fake demand because they're all now just one dude owns them all.
1: You know, <laughs> it's it's interesting. I was going to buy. I'm starting to look at some other crypto art and stuff. Um... Like, like uh, Bobby Hundreds has an essay that he wrote on NFT, and it's an essay that I've sent to a bunch of people. It's like really short, but it's like it's a really good like way to understand NFT and the importance of it and where it's headed. I'm like, this is providing a lot of value, and he actually he minted the NST, like like he, he, NFT, it's like he mint he minted it, and I'm thinking about buying it. Like I don't even know why, because it's something that I resonate with, and I just kind of like if I was going to have a collectible, maybe that would be. My collectible, some like some like prose or some like an essay that I felt passionate about that I'm always sharing. Like, I want to support the person that wrote it because I feel like it was really well done and go write more stuff. It's amazing like that. I I don't I'm still trying to figure it out, but I think for me, my first NFT purchase is going to be a CryptoPunk. It might happen tonight. If the market keeps getting slammed, that's gonna be negative for cryptopunks. I might just wait it out, watch this market drift down. more people put them on the market. Oh, I, might exactly I might be able to
2: buy an ape I might be able to buy an ape Or a money out of the market they're going through the transactions right now to get their ethereum and they're gonna go all in on crypto it could... you think that's why the market's coming down
0: <laughs> I mean it, it just according to uh the DAP radar site, it looks like uh the stats actually are off a little bit from yeah. a few days ago. It had a tie on February 21st, 22nd, and we've, we've been trending downward as far as uh, actual transactions.
1: Uh, Albon wants to know how much I'm down. I'm down $2.451 million, $2,451,000. That's how much I'm down today. So, um, <laughs> I'm <down>. going <laughs> to cover all my losses by CryptoPunk spike in the end of the week. Maybe, who, who knows? It's, it's certainly possible. So um, guys, that's it, That that's how I feel about NFT. I think it's a huge opportunity. I don't know how quickly it will take over the world, but I think NFTs are quite possibly a trillion dollar plus industry sector. I just have no idea which part of the NFT universe is going to stick around in five years and have value. And that's purely, as Jordan says, it's purely speculation. I like CryptoPunks. I think they're in a great position. I like the history of them. I but you're only buying
0: one. And that's a very, 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 very okay. tiny fraction of your net worth. And oh, so
1: minuscule, minuscule, right? It's if hard. It's it, hard
0: if you had a, a lower net worth. It's hard to even consider doing it one. because it's, it's just like, be
1: insane. yeah, it would be insane. Like it'd be very difficult to do. Um, you know, I might buy a few more. I'm just going to buy one. This has been a, a, a two week process of thinking about this. And I'm ready to get in the game with a single CryptoPunk. So, guys, let me know. Tweet at me if you guys find a good CryptoPunk in the kind of let's call it the 30 to 70 thousand dollar range. 70. I actually only have 75 thousand dollars of Ethereum that I transferred over. So that's my that's my ceiling. If you find a good one, let me know why you think it's good. Tweet it. Tweet it to me. Like tweet me the CryptoPunk that you think is. Good, because I might make a decision by tonight. So I'd love you guys' help.
0: And if you find one that's way lower priced than that, tweet it to me. <laughs> because I don't even want to spend $75,000 on a Pixel. I don't either. Pixel. I have a bid, and it's low. I want
1: to spend, like, in the 40s, Dave. I think that's what my real budget is, like, in the 40s. I'm open to, like, 30s, but I feel like unless if i can get the one i want in the 30s i'll get it but i want to allow myself more you know if i find something i really fall in love with above 50. I'll how are like, you going
0: to fall in love these are just it's garbage digital art Hey,
2: what's your budget
0: like a thousand dollars no. Oh, okay. one, one Ethereum, well, one Ethereum, like, well, like $2,000.
1: $2, the rule number one when it comes to crypto CryptoPunks is like, it's the more exposure your CryptoPunk has, the more valuable it has. So I'm going to be putting it on my shirt. Like I'm going to be like promoting my CryptoPunk and which will be great for the next person that buys that CryptoPunk, right? Because that stuff will live. So this is part of it. like, if you believe in art, if you believe it, you got to share it with the world. And the more people that I want to buy something that other people like, that they're not like, that is the worst, dumbest CryptoPunk I've seen. I don't want to buy that one.
0: Do you know know what I did find out, though? Because I I, just as a test to see if I could uh, make a transaction, I transferred one Ethereum over to my MetaMask and then linked my MetaMask to the uh, CryptoPunk site. And I put my bid in and then I was out. my, My money is tied up to that bid. And if that's not accepted, you can't, it's not like you can make seven bids and see which one goes through. Wait, can you
1: pull your bid back
0: though? Yeah, you can, you can withdraw your bid at any time, but you basically can put your bid in. And if it, if it just sits there, you can't spend that money on something else until you withdraw the bid and try something else.
1: Well, that, that seems reasonable. Think about it. because like once the transaction goes through, the money has to be there. They don't want to go back to you. Like, I think like, it okay. needs to
0: be a better marketplace where I could bid on multiple ones. And as soon as someone accepts my bid, if I don't have enough money, it cancels all my bids that I don't have enough money to pay for just immediately. Well,
2: maybe. Oh, like an automatic
0: withdrawal. Someone needs to write that, Jordan.
2: Wait, what's that? What do I need to
0: write? You need to write an app that can let me bid simultaneously on multiple things without having the Ethereum in my account and if one of them triggers, kinda of like uh that, that eBay tool that you let you like blind bid and it would bid for you. Basically we need some additional tools to I'm buy
2: I spend zero minutes of my time creating something so you can buy cyberpunks. <laughs> Cripple <CryptoPunks. laughs> Well, if some other app that comes available that I think is more intriguing, I will hundred percent help you out. Um just all right, let
1: us let, let, go because I, I need to figure out if I need to like like.
0: You probably have multiple margin calls right now. Just yeah, knowing I, need, your I need
1: to get to my brokerage account balance. Account. <laughs> I need to get to my brokerage account. I got. Thank you guys so code.
0: much for watching. We okay, are so dumb... wait,
1: Thumbs up, thumbs up. Oh, dumbmoney.tv. People are asking how do I get the Discord. Dumbmoney.tv. Uh, yeah, and thumbs up and hit the bell. Now, Dave. Sorry.
0: That's that's all. You said all I need to say. Now I just need to push a button and have that <laughs> logo. Are you ready for that? <laughs> go.